0: What's up everybody and welcome to the Knowledgeable Gamer Podcast for July 29th, 2016. I'm your host, Tyler Denzine, and over the next few minutes, I'm going to make you a bit more knowledgeable about games. Let's get started. (music) To start things off, yesterday I said I was going to talk about the PlayStation Plus lineup for August. And just to remind you... It's Tricky Towers for the PS4, Rebel Galaxy for the PS4, Yakuza 5 for the PS3, Retro Slash Grade for PS3, Pompaton 3 for Vita, Ultraton for PS Vita, PS3, and PS4. I'm going to go into all of them in a little bit more detail. Tricky Towers is definitely heavily inspired by Tetris. In fact, the blocks were similar in the same way that you stack them. However, with a few innovations such as they aren't locked in place in that grid format, and there's no walls on the sides, so you could have a block halfway in, halfway out. The game definitely focuses primarily on the co-op element of things. The reviews were decent. It has a 78 on Metacritic. The review that I would recommend reading actually comes from usgamer.net. And just a quick quote, All three multiplayer modes are exceptionally easy to pick up and play, and that's largely the beauty of the game. It's simple, but great fun. It gives rise to the highly satisfying gotcha moments. Rebel Galaxy is a space arcade shooter naval combat game where it mixes a story campaign as well as sandbox elements for you to spend your time however you wish to. This game seems particularly divisive. The game came out back in October of 2015, so not that long ago. Its reviews are okay. For example, The Escapist gave it an 80. Softpedia actually gave it a 90. As you know I'm a a big fan of uh, comments and uh, user reviews so I'll go ahead and read one. One good one here is, everything about this game makes me want to like it but I just can't. That's a sentiment that I hear a lot on these reviews and these videos. People like the idea because they loved Freelancer and they loved the, the space adventure games before that. But the combat is very two-dimensional. Rather than control your ship from the front you sort of control it from the side in the same way that a, a naval combat would work and it's really hit or miss for a lot of people. Yakuza 5 is particularly difficult to describe to newcomers to this series. It's an open world action adventure video game from 2012 a la Grand Theft Auto. But let me just tell you a couple things that make this different from that series. So it's a much more arcadey fight style. The settings are before Grand Theft Auto 5, known probably is better than Grand Theft Auto. There's a real emphasis on character development in this game that you won't see in a Grand Theft Auto game. I'm not saying that the video game is better than Grand Theft Auto, but it's a real classic that deserves our attention. It's very japanese so if you enjoyed anime, just good direction, or strong narrative and storytelling, then it's a game that you're going to want to check out. Retrograde is definitely a call classic inside the Rhythm Game series. so you travel from right to left rather than left to right and you play as a spaceship that's collecting the projectiles you shot while dodging the projectiles shot at you because everything you do is happening inside a reverse. So it's sort of like Braid mixed with Guitar Hero. One concern that I had while looking at gameplay footage of the game was that I was worried the game would be quite short because I heard there were just ten levels. Now nobody mentioned it inside any of their video reviews that I watched but according to how long does it take to beat this game a resource where you can look up how long it takes people to, be to beat games, it only takes just one hour to do the main story before you start repeating things. So it's difficult to recommend pulling out your PlayStation 3, downloading the game, updating your PlayStation 3, uh, just for that one hour of gameplay. So it's understandable why not a whole lot of people decide to purchase it. But everybody says it's a lot of fun. So if you already have a PlayStation 3 hooked up, I definitely recommend it. Patapon 3 is a musical strategy RPG mashup that functions where you control a group of characters, rather than just one, in a real-time event where you have your party progress forward attacking towers or new foes or bosses as you travel left to right. So it's group management, character management, rhythm. One thing to note is that Patapon 3 was actually made for the PSP and then ported over the PlayStation Vita in 2013. If that sounds interesting to you, then make sure you go ahead and download it. And finally, Ultratron. It's a twin-stick shooter that takes place on a single screen where enemies spawn in on the screen that you're on progressing in levels where you get to spend your credits in order to unlock a stronger character. As a reminder, this game was for PS4, PS3, and Vita, so if you have any of those systems, you might as well download it and give it a quick shot. I don't know that's going to be everybody's cup of tea. Typically, what I'd recommend is just googling Ultratron into YouTube or some other crossbar, watching five seconds of gameplay rather than trying to read the reviews because they're so scarce and no large publications actually have any. Awesome, so we're finally done with all that. Now, in a little bit of lighter news, we have a lot of stuff about the iPhone. Um, Just recently Apple announced that it had sold 1 billion iPhones since its launch about a decade ago. Put the number into perspective, it's about 300 million people inside the United States, so it's three times the population of the United States. If every man, woman, child, senior citizen had bought an iPhone. Or if everybody in Vietnam got an iPhone every single year for the last 10 years, then that's the amount that they've sold. One billion is also the number of seconds inside of 30 years. Just purely by my math, they produce one iPhone every 0.33 of a second. Tim Cook is the current CEO of Apple, and he made a statement saying iPhone has become one of the most important world-changing and successful products in history. It's become more than a constant companion. iPhone is a truly essential part of our daily life and enables much more of what we do throughout the day. Quote, unquote. Since we're already on the subject, I'll go ahead and update you on the iPhone news. The new iPhone is due to release in about eight weeks. And there's two bits of information that every tech journalist, you know, like those people that write for newspaper magazines about technology, are always talking about. One is the removal of the headphone jack, and instead you'll have an adapter that connects into the power slot, you'll be able to plug your headphones into that adapter. The other thing that everybody's always talking about is the force touch home button. So instead of having a physical button down at the bottom of the phone that you press in, it'll be a flat section that can actually judge how hard and how soft you're pressing it. This is a new technology for Apple, in fact MacBooks have already had them before. But interesting to note that they're going to get rid of the uh, physical button on the phone that most people actually quite enjoy. Inside was finally released today. While I haven't played it yet, the reviews are starting to come in and they're stellar. A lot of 9s, a lot of 10s, IGN gave it a 10, High Def Digest gave it a 10, a lot of people citing how incredible the artistic achievement is as well as how the camera works apparently. Of all the reviews on the video game however, Giant Bomb I believe actually has the best written one as well as the one that goes into the least amount of spoilers while still sort of setting the mood. In my opinion it really is a master class on how to write a review very well. For example a great quote is, it feels strange to talk so little in specific about a game I'm so impressed by, and I could write a review three times longer citing examples like the first time you put that on that, uh, well, forget it. And with that it's time for today's required reading. It comes from Games Radar by Alan Bradley, Uh, The name of the article is Video Games and the Dark Art of Seducing Players. Have you ever really been excited about a video game and maybe caught yourself defending a video game before you've played it? Or even before anybody else has written a review on it? Or maybe before anybody else has even played it? So, for example, you could be somebody that's a huge fan of The Last Guardian. I'm a huge fan of The Last Guardian. And if someone comes over and talks to me about it, I may even say, no, the game is better than that and I'm already sure that I will like the game. Now, he approaches that situation from the other side, and he calls it a seduction. How is the video game developer seducing players to pre-order before anybody even knows what the game is like? I always appreciate any article like this that reminds us that video games are inherently to make money, and that we should never defend them. He seems to really understand what the developers are doing. Just one great example is he talks about how E3 demos seem to give away 90% of the plots. And I agree that that's part of the problem. That's just one example. It's a great article, you should definitely give it a read. I'll post it below as always. Thanks for joining me for another episode. If you learned anything new or maybe I opened up your perspective, feel free to follow me. I'm always online at the knowledgeablegamer.com. Uh Shoot me a message on Twitter or follow me on SoundCloud. Have a great day, guys. See you tomorrow.